In today's show, I'm looking at what to watch for in the NBA for Tuesday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead to the games in the NBA on Tuesday. First game up, the Hornets and the Wizards. I want to watch Miles Bridges, who put up a really big performance against the Suns on Sunday. 37 minutes in that overtime game, was grabbing heaps of rebounds. Now, that's not the norm for Bridges. He's normally in that 27, 28-minute role. Let's see how he looks in this one, how much they go to that P.J. Washington Jr. at center lineup, which helps Bridges get more playing time. He's been that really fringe back-end guy, like your 12th best guy on a 12-man roster or a 12-team roster, to be more accurate, all season. Never really pushing further than that. So let's see what they do with him here. Well, Gordon Haywood, the shooting has been pretty rough for him. I detailed that earlier on on the buy-low show. The assists are up, but usage is down. Let's see if he can get some of that shooting form back. For the Wizards, Dan Gafford. Well, I did want to watch him, but unfortunately, he suffered what looked like a pretty serious ankle injury in Monday's game. So I guess the question is here... How do the Wizards run things? Because now Scott Brooks can't do his normal bullshit and run three centers at different times. He's going to have two guys, and that's going to be Alex Len and Robin Lopez. So do we get 25 minutes of Alex Len and 23 of Lopez? If Len can settle into a 25-minute role, he would be a 12-team league option. But he'll play 17 minutes, and Lopez will play 27 most likely. But we just want to watch to see how that looks. Rui Hachimura played a ton of minutes and got a ton of usage in Monday's game without Bradley Beal. So let's see if he can back that up. He's had a bit of a history of having some big games, and then like he'll have like 11-4 and four with nothing else in the next one, despite big minutes. So he needs to put that together consistently. Let's see if he can do it again after that big game on Monday. That would be great to see for Rui. Next up is the Sixers and the Nuggets. Dwight Howard has been ejected in two consecutive games. The only other center they have on this team is not a center, and that's Mike Scott. So let's see if Howard can actually stay out of uh, the ref's bad books and stay in a game. And uh, going up against Nikola Jokic, I'm not sure how well he's going to go. And if he does get tossed or gets early foul trouble, I know how Mike Scott is going to go, and it's not going to be pretty. So Howard, I think he's a pretty important part here. Embiid could be back on the weekend. So your stream value for Dwight is going to have an expiry date, but um, he's got some of that short-term value. Well, Dan Green, some days he does it with big defensive stats. Some days he goes seven for seven from three. He drops in 20 points. He's providing really solid 12-team league value, especially with Joel Embiid out. He's getting some more minutes on the wing. His defensive ability is stepping up. He's getting more offensive touches. It's working pretty well for him at the moment. So it is, uh, that's uh, encouraging, and we want to see that. And it's also the second game for Aaron Gordon in Denver. Now, his first game was a blowout against the Hawks. He only played 20 minutes. So let's see, is this game close? How much does Gordon play? How much does he have the ball in his hands? What do his assists look like? What does his usage look like? What does his efficiency look like? Because he scored like pretty well in 20 minutes, but it was on 67% shooting, which isn't a real number. So let's see if that normalizes. Where does his playmaking look? Or basically want to see, is he going to be a hold? I don't believe he will be. I think streaming his spot is going to be better off. But let's give him a second game that isn't just a blowout so we can get a little bit more of an understanding of his role. 
Also want to watch Fart and Will Barton, who in the first game with Aaron Gordon didn't play particularly well. The shots weren't falling, and he'd been playing at a really high level. So I'm not going to chalk that up to just a Gordon factor, but I'd like to see him at least bust out of that you know, one-game slump in this one and revert back to a level of form that we'd seen from him over the previous month to six weeks. So let's pay some attention to what Barton can do in this one. The Magic and the Clippers. Wendell Carter Jr. was the... Um, was the third uh, string center for the Magic, but closed the game and played the most minutes at the center position out of him, Birch, and Bumba. Does Clifford start him? Does he run him as the backup? Does he run him as the third stringer? Is it 20 minutes? Is it 26 minutes? Like, there's big questions here for Wendell Carter. I am holding him, but I want to see what happens in this one. And then same with RJ Hampton. Now, Michael Carter-Williams is going to play, so will they play Hampton at all at point guard? I thought he looked pretty good in terms of um, you know, him out there in his first game for his new team. I wouldn't say he's a 12-team leg ad, but that could easily change. For the Clippers, it is a back-to-back for them. Paul George had to sit out in Monday's game with foot soreness. I don't think if he's got a sore foot, they'll push him in this one against the Magic. So Terrence Mann could be someone who steps up. I also don't expect Serge Ibaka to play in this game. So keep an eye. Mann could be a really strong streamer, as could Ivica Zubac, who probably has that value to be added anyway. But when Ibaka does return, that a value probably does uh, that not a value that value probably does disappear. We go to the Hawks and the Suns. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been starting, but the numbers just aren't there for me. We still don't have Chris Dunn, but DeAndre Hunter looks like he'll return. He's listed questionable, but it's probably more pushing towards the probable side of questionable. So Bogdanovich and Herder, and then Lou Williams could be returning. He's not in the injury report or not returning, debuting or re-debuting for the Hawks. So how all that works for Bogdanovich is pretty key. And, and I don't believe he's going to be a must-roster player. And I think we could almost say the same for the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my... Gallinari, first few games under McMillan was flying, and then it's really dropped off from there. And I think he's more of a points threes and free throw percentage streamer rather than a guaranteed must-roster 12-team league guy. But let's give it another go, see how he looks playing alongside DeAndre Hunter. For the Suns, DeAndre Ayton has been playing much better as well. Can that continue in this matchup against John Collins and Clint Capella? Let's hope so. Let's hope he's not a 29-minute guy, rather a 33-minute guy. And he's a little bit more aggressive on offense. Well, Jay Crowder, your mate, Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I think he was 0 of 9 against the Hornets on the weekend, so hopefully he can get back from there. Now, with a four-game slate on, he's perfectly fine to stream in. Maybe hit some threes, maybe get some steals, maybe have, you know, 13 and 6, which is totally fine. But he could also have, you know, 4 and 2 with one steal, which is not that great, but a really good stream option there for Jay Crowder. If we look at the other streams or other guys, now I had Daniel Gafford at the top of this list. Uh, obviously, had that prepared before his injury. So let's put Alex Len in his place there. Marcus Morris Sr., Matisse Thibel, the painter, Nick Batum, and Denny Avdia as stream options there. I could also throw Chandler Hutchison in, who looked pretty good for the Wizards on Monday. And if we go to points leagues, we're looking at Dwight Howard. We're looking at Malik Monk, uh, Trumara Kiki, who's still rostered in under 50% of points leagues. Otto Porter Jr., not convinced, but like Wendell Carter Jr., he did... Um, he did close the game for the Magic, so that's encouraging. And Dwayne Bacon and James Ennis, they're not particularly great options. So I think there is some value there for Porter. And then we have Ivica Zubac, again, who will get another start in place of Serge Ibaka, almost definitely. I don't expect Ibaka, Beverly, or Rondo to play for the Clippers once more. And again, Paul George has to be in doubt. So Zubac is going to be able to put up, I think, some pretty solid streaming numbers for uh, for this day, uh, this game on Tuesday. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.